0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Ultimate Human Experience Podcast. You already know who it is. It's your girl, Righteous Son. And on today's podcast, we are talking to Jessica Lamar. She is an author and an intuitive guide. She is also becoming a great friend of mine. And on today's episode, we are talking about turning over a new leaf. If you like what you hear, don't forget to like, subscribe, and tell family and friends and those who you feel would vibe with this message. With that being said, let's get into it. Hello, hello, hello. This is your girl, Rashida, aka Righteous Son. And yes, on today's episode, we are talking to Jessica Lamar obviously as you know I can never do these things alone I know you guys love hearing my voice however I always do tell you guys that I have to bring in those people that I vibe with and those people become my tribe and so I feel like I learned so much from them that I can't just hold all of those gems to myself I have to share that with others so
1: here she is Jessica Lamar how are you good rashida it's so good to be here it's so good to be in your presence and to just be with you and i'm going to start out that i am a mom of 3 and i have two dogs so if y'all hear anything in the background just know that that that's my life that's my that's life all
0: right i always make sure that people understand that like what we do as moms and as women is we're constantly moving and we're busy, but somehow we make it happen. So like, this is just part
1: of it, right? Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And, and it's so funny. The dogs didn't bark the whole time and then they just started barking out. They just want to be a part of it.
0: Absolutely. They know this is going to be a great episode. So Absolutely. before we begin, Um, I wanted to hear more about you. I want everyone who's listening to get to know you more. First of all, as everybody knows, I am in Toronto, Canada. I know I have listeners in the UK as well as Canada and the United States. So, where are you from?
1: Yeah, so I live in Tempe, Arizona, so in the United States, and I was born and raised in Arizona, actually fourth generation on my dad's side. So I've been here for a while and I really love it. It it has a very healing feeling, a very beautiful feeling. Sedona's here, the Grand Canyon's here. There's a lot of beautiful scenery, the forest, the largest ponderosa pine, the saguaro cactus that only exists in Arizona. It's just like in, in the United States, it's so beautiful. And I I really enjoy being here.
0: Yeah, that's so wonderful to hear. And you know what's actually really interesting? I have a friend who's like super close, who's actually going to Arizona like next month. Like, not and- to tell her. Tell well, her to come it's see all me. Random. Or <laughs> now, like, I actually just put two and two together the other day. Was she had mentioned beforehand um, Arizona, I think even before I met you. And she's like, um, Yeah, I plan to trip to Arizona. And I'm like, who goes to Arizona? I don't know. <laughs> like, like, is it things to really do there? But she's like, yep, I planned this. I planned this. She's going to go on like a hot air balloon ride, all these different things. I'm like, wow. Okay. Arizona. And then you now mention Arizona. Right. And like when we met, I was like, wow, Arizona. And so now that you're saying all those things, I'm like, okay, I think I need to plan a trip <laughs> to go to Arizona. Cause I think it is, yeah, a different energy. And I'm curious to see what she says when she comes back.
1: It's a beautiful energy here. It really is. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for her and tell her to reach out. I'll be happy. Yeah, to show news, but it sounds like she's got it all planned out. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: but yeah, absolutely. You know
0: what? It's always great to like connect with other people. I'll let her know her energy, yeah. is just like mine, just like yours. So like you would click, it would be really cool for you guys to connect and meet. Uh,
1: but tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to, I'll start way back when, so growing up, I grew up in a family, um, that it was, it was a little bit difficult, right? It was, it was challenging, uh, the narrative that I used to hold, was that my parents were strict they worked really hard to give us everything that they had they spanked us but we're fine and uh we're not we were not fine did i that i learned later in life but there was love among that anger there was there was love and there was compassion and there was this can do attitude uh we weren't allowed to say the word can't and so When I was young, my parents, they were both teachers and they didn't have very much money. So we didn't have a lot of money. And I knew that I wanted freedom. I didn't know what freedom was, but I knew I wanted it. I knew I didn't want these arguments. I knew I didn't want these feelings of anger that were put upon me the, and then I then could not express like I wasn't allowed to be angry as a child, but they could be angry to me. Right. And so there was a lot of misunderstanding. I didn't truly understand. And so as time went on, when I got into third grade, they asked us, well, what do you want to be when you grow up? And by that time, I already knew that for some reason in this world, money brought freedom. And so I said, I'm going to be an electrical engineer when I grow up. And that's what my uncle Carlos was. And he was always traveling the world and seemed like he was having fun. And and I said, that's what I'm going to be. Because that's going to bring me the freedom. What I thought was freedom. And so I did. I went through elementary school, high school, got full ride scholarships to college and got my degree. One of six women out of 70 people in electrical engineering. Thank you. Yes. And. <clears throat> and that served me, that served me for a while. And then I realized that money doesn't buy freedom, right? And I started working and in corporate America, it was it was so much different than school because in school, while I worked extremely hard, once I got to corporate America, there were no breaks. There was no final exam to study for. There was no summer break. There was no winter break. And in corporate America, I felt bad for taking vacation. So even on my vacation, I would work. And and it just, I felt this fear that if I didn't, something would be taken from me. And so I just continued to work and work and work. And as I did this, it kind of like felt like What I didn't know at the time, maybe selling my soul, right? I was, I was working so hard and not listening to myself at all. Not listening to the call of my body with irritable bowel syndrome, with chronic sinus infections, with, horrible allergies. With, uh, I had blepharitis at one point, which is an eye infection. Like all of these things, I just wasn't listening to my body at all. I wasn't, and so. Then I get married at 24 to um, the man that I met in high school, the boy at that time that I met in high school, and we got married at 24. Had our first kid at 26, and then I, I lost myself even more, Rashida. You know, I just I lost myself even more. I was constantly giving to work. What I wasn't giving to work, I was giving at home. The stresses of breastfeeding and trying to work through meetings and pumping and looking down and seeing only one ounce in the bottle was devastating. It was really some of the hardest times that I had experienced in my life of of being a mother, right, Of, of being a wife, of being a career woman. I experienced trauma, but this was a different type, right? This was something that I was an adult and thought things would be different, right? I planned my whole life, for things to be different, and it wasn't. So it was a real struggle. And then I did what I thought I was supposed to do. I had another baby, right? And and that was a difficult pregnancy. I became a high-risk pregnancy. And in those times, in both of those times, after my first child, I left the job that I was working to 60 to 80 hours a week and went to working to home at home and but i still had to travel and i still had to do a lot and and i still took the same a type overachiever overgiver overworker with me right cuz i didn't heal anything so i took that same girl with me and then when i went to have my second child I switched jobs again to a job that valued me more because I, I saw my value more as I worked more and I knew I'm worth more than this. And so right. <laughs> I moved into another career or a same position, but another company. And I went back to work when my daughter was six weeks old. So very young. And through the first you know three weeks of her life, I was still studying, getting ready for this new position. And so it was this overachiever, this never stop, this go-getter, this driven personality that I appreciate. And I want to be really clear. I appreciate all the parts of me, right? All the parts of me that got me to where I needed to be. And the, at that point, I needed. And then in 2017, I was pregnant with my third child. And I go to the ultrasound, you know, the big scan that they do, and and they're scanning everything. And and for some reason, I remember in the first two, they're like, everything looks great. And then in this ultrasound, they're not really saying anything. And so I'm wondering, well, is everything okay? So I ask, you know, how does everything looking? Well, the doctors will review everything and they'll get back to you. And I knew, you know how you know things? And I could feel it in my stomach, that, that fear that came up in my stomach, my upper stomach, under my sternum. And I said, okay. And I left, hoping that things would be okay. And a few days later, the next day, maybe, don't exactly remember <laughs> at this point, but I was sitting at my desk. And I was typing on the computer, like I usually do, writing out emails, and I got a call from my OBGYN. And I thought, well, why is my OBGYN calling me? I don't have to schedule an appointment. And I was like, oh, that's right. They said they would call if anything was wrong. And so I answered the phone. And in the coming moments, they told me that my unborn child, which was a surprise, we didn't know if it was a boy or a girl had cysts on its brain and kidney issues, which I later discovered was a soft marker for trisomy 18, which is a chromosome disorder in which the babies don't live. And if they live, they typically do not make it past one. And there are uh, very severe deformities, severe. And so in that moment, I... uh, I didn't cry. I didn't shed a tear. I just did what I knew how to do. And that was throw myself into work. And then I went to the OBGYN in the office. And he said to me, you know, you're a healthy mom of two. Birth, birth can be life threatening. And I knew what he meant. I knew what he meant. And he didn't have to say anything else because it was at that moment in my life for the first time that I could recall that it was like my soul spoke through me. And at 32, I sat in that office and I said, if I hold this baby for five minutes or if I hold this baby for the rest of my life, I'm gonna hold this baby because my soul knew that that's what I needed. I went through this pregnancy With this anticipation and with this hope. And each day, something inside of me was growing stronger. And it wasn't just a baby, it was my soul. It was this deeper connection to something that I had been missing my whole life something that I had tucked away when I was a child to survive. And as I continued to grow a deeper connection to the soul that was within me, my faith grew. See, I, I'd always been taught growing up Catholic that God is outside of you, that everything is outside of you, that we need to pray outside. And in doing so, I missed the power of the soul that resides inside of me at 40 weeks and one day I went into labor and I labored and labored and shook my whole body shook and as I gave birth to this baby I gave birth to a little boy nine pounds okay one ounce shy of nine pounds this big big baby and it was a miracle there was not one Wrong, not one. And in that moment, I held this baby and I said, I have been so blessed. Show me the way. Just show me the way and I will give back. Show me the way. And that was the time that I decided I'm going to take four months off. So I took four months off of work. I realized work could survive without me and I could survive without work. Things in my life just started shifting. I found Sweehaw Southwest Institute of Healing Arts here in Arizona, where I went to school, did life coaching and then spiritual coaching and intuitive guidance, workshop facilitation. All of these things that brought me back, little parts of me. I started doing healing work. And that's really, Rashida, what changed my life is when I started the healing work starting letting go of the layers that kept me from my soul. And that was the new leaf. That's what I was uncovering was me. I was uncovering me. I didn't know me. I'd forgotten who I was. And this difficult situation, this tragedy, if you will, that turned into a miracle was the catalyst for my transformation. that's a little bit about me.
0: (laughs) Wow. So the story, I mean, we've talked before, but like my whole self was sitting on the edge because wow, like, well, I didn't hear all of that extra piece to it. And that really just like, makes you, gives me goosebumps to even, even hear that story? Because sometimes that's what it takes. It always takes that, uh, that moment within your life that makes you just um, really just change, change your whole path, your whole way of living, not just your whole way of thinking, but your whole way of living. How was that transition from corporate moving away from all of that saying like, well, as I'm turning over a new leaf, it's my whole life. It's not just little pieces of me, but it's like, it's everything. And knowing like that is, that's the direction my soul needs to take.
1: Absolutely. And (laughs) that's exactly what happened. So I knew in 2019 that the corporate job that I was in was no longer a fit for me Mm. and I'm also a very smart woman (laughs) and so I knew quitting my job wasn't just immediately was not the answer I had to plan I had to save I had to provide for myself I was the breadwinner of the family and so that's what I did so we from 2012 to 2017 we bought um homes that we remodeled and rented out. Mm-hmm. And so by 2019, we had a steady income from renting out homes. And then we, and then I started saving and saving. And in 2022, I had the funds to, I saved enough money to quit my job and take time off and had enough from the rental properties. So that my, and this is really important to me because I didn't want my soul's calling to be under the pressure of creating and making money. Okay. And so I wanted my soul's calling to be free. I wanted her to be free to experience what real freedom is, right? Money brings freedom, but real freedom is the soul that is within us. It is allowing our soul to express itself here at this time in this place as I went through and I allowed my corporate job to fund all of the things that I wanted to do, becoming a Reiki master.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Spirit is, is affirming that with that noise. Yeah. Yeah. I allowed my corporate career to provide for me Mm -hmm. becoming a Reiki master, you know, spending the time and the money that it took to write a book. Um, Allowing myself to go to Delphi University and study mediumship I really opened the door for me to take care of myself. And once I got to the point where my soul said, it's time, it's time to go. I said, okay, I'm going to trust. And I'll tell you, Rashida, this has been the scariest times of my life. Just because we listen to the call of our soul doesn't mean it's easy. I want to make sure that everybody knows that. It's freeing it's the most empowered I've ever felt. It is inspiring. I've never felt so uplifted. I've never felt like I'm on the right path as I am now. Like it feels so good. So aligned, the feelings that I feel within me feel so good. And there are also difficult times because we're human, right? And (laughs) <laughs> allowing ourselves to be human and to love those parts of us and to let them know there is a greater plan is really important.
0: Amazing. For, I first want to add in, like, you are an amazing speaker. <laughs> Thank you. Like, I could totally, I know I'm adding this in, but I can totally see you on stage talking to so many people like just know that that is there for you. Cause you know, obviously psychic medium, but like your voice, it's like you are already meant to be on stage speaking to large crowds of people. Look forward to that because wow, it just flows so easily. It's amazing amazing the way that you speak. So how was that transition for your family dynamic?
1: Mm, Thank you for asking. All questions I feel are divinely guided. It was difficult. It was very difficult. Um, My husband didn't watch all three kids by himself until my son was nine months old. Great. And that was the first weekend that I went to my life coaching program, which was 20 hours at the first weekend of every month. Mm -hmm. And so that was difficult. That was a difficult transition. It was hard for the kids to let me go. It was hard, but they've learned and I've learned and we've grown and things didn't resonate anymore. And I knew in my life, my husband who, you know, we've been together for uh, 17 years at this point, at that time, um, this was a couple years ago, I just knew it didn't it didn't feel right anymore. Mm-hmm. Didn't feel right, but I just kind of went with it. I just kind of put up with it because we we're married and we had kids, and I was taught like my grandparents stayed married and my parents stayed married, and you know everybody just stayed married. So I was like, okay, well this is what we have to do, right? right? And in twenty twenty one uh he was drinking and he's been drinking his whole the whole time we've been together but it was in 2020 around 2020 2021 that I was just like I can't do this anymore like I really can't I'm not made for this like this is what I grew up with I grew up with alcohol then I married my mom and dad in one person right to teach Uh, it was all I knew and so that's what I married and on October 31st 2021 I was putting the kids to bed by myself again. And I was like, where is he? And he was at the neighbor's drinking. And I laid down that night and I promised myself that I would never do this again. And I heard inside of me, you deserve better. And I said, okay. And so at that moment, I text my sister and I said, sis, can I come live with you? Can I come stay in your house? Because they were gone. She said, yes. And I fell asleep that night crying because I knew what I had to do the next day. So the next day he went to work and I packed up all of our stuff. And I left. And he has been clean and sober, Mm -hmm. no alcohol since November 1st of 2021. Mm -hmm. And we got back together. Yes. And I'm not saying it'll last forever, but I'm saying that this is what was called for. My soul knew I needed something different, that I deserved better. But you see, Rashida, when our soul calls for something, we have to have the courage to act. Leaving was not easy.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: In fact, one of the hardest things I've ever done because he's a good dad. He's a good man. He is. He's a good man. He has a lot of hurt and pain from childhood, but he is a good man. He's remodeled our whole house for us. He's remodeled every rental property that we've bought. He's always he always does whatever my soul is calling for. He just goes with it. He's a good man, but I could no longer be in the energy of alcohol. It didn't align with me. I hadn't drank in for a while and I, I really didn't drink. It didn't, it didn't serve me. That uplifted the whole family dynamic. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that it's easy because it's not, but I am saying that it's better than it's ever been.
0: I just want to say your story is so captivating. It's amazing. So will this be like the last time she comes on the Podcast, no way. We have to invite you back on because I feel like you have so many more gems, so much more stories that appeal to not just myself, but to all women who might be in that transition stage of knowing that they want to leave whatever job they're currently in to pursue what their soul is calling for. Your story alone, in just the two little snippets that you gave us today, really opened up myself, my eyes, and I hope it opened up a lot of other people's eyes too, to know that like, when you follow your soul's calling, like, I feel that was a theme throughout this episode is it really does speak to you. Your soul is there speaking to you constantly, but when we are able to shed all of that armor and let go of the trauma as well as the, the past, your soul will start to sing to you. And that's what you show me today in just this little amount of time that I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna have to call her back. Like, we're not recording just to like continue to chit chat with you. Now that you have transitioned into this, like, oh my gosh, you're continuing to blossom. I see like, I mean, you guys can't see this but as I'm recording, of course, I get, I can see her and she's on this beautiful, what seems like floral. She's got flowers in the back. like She is totally blossoming and it has blossomed you into writing a book. You continued to grow and heal. And through that, you created a book that is coming out in August, right?
1: That is correct. Yes. August, 2022. And I'm so excited. It's called Reclaim Yourself. Mm. And it's, If you want to learn more about the story and so we could connect more, really so you know that you're not alone. And also, if you want to learn more about the healing that's in there and what I think is most important that's in there, Rashida, is the steps to take to help them heal and to guide them through healing so that they can come back to the call of their soul because she's in there. I promise you that. And she's waiting and she's that itch. She's that calling that wants more, that, that wants something different. She's that calling. And you may not be able to explain it. You may not be able to put words to it. And that's okay because she's typically a feeling. And so as you search for this feeling, know that there are ways. There are many ways. And... I invite you to go to reclaimyourself.love and learn more about the book. And really, it's just an invitation for more self-love and for you to reconnect to your soul.
0: Thank you so much for connecting with me. Um, we are going to be lifelong friends. Yes. Thank you for your words. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your spirit, for your soul. I appreciate everything. You came on this episode and you really, you took it over and I appreciate that. I love to sit back and just take in somebody's story and then go back and reflect because I'm that type of person that wants to be inspired by other people and you absolutely inspired us today on this episode. Uh, What else is going on for Jessica? How can we connect with this book? Where will we be able to find it when we're ready to purchase and it's out there?
1: Absolutely. Amazon. You'll find it on Amazon. It'll also be in bookstores. So you could go to your local bookstore and request it. Uh, but it'll be on Amazon. And then you can always go to my website and order it again, reclaimyourself.love. And I'm just, I really am so excited. Know that I poured my heart and soul into this. Like, it's just like, it moves me.
0: Now, the last thing is, is can people, is there ways for people to connect with you in terms of if they wanted to work with you? As much- Absolutely.
1: Yes. Thanks for asking Rashida. So you can always reach out to me on Instagram at love personal growth. And that's a great way for us to connect. And on there, you can set up an intuitive guidance session, which is really uplifting and inspiring. And we allow spirit to come through to give you guidance on your life, your career, your relationships. And it's really just this beautiful experience and expression of the divine light that you are. And so I'd love to support you in that way because I just, I love doing those sessions. There's tons of testimonies on my Instagram, uh, store bio. And so just check it out. I I absolutely love it. It really just lifts my soul. It lifts other people's soul. And so that's why I love it so much. It's so inspiring and empowering.
0: This episode was so inspiring. It's so uplifting. My heart feels beautiful and wonderful, Uh, Thank you so much, Jessica. You guys, I'm going to have all of her information and the links will all be down below. You guys already know how to connect with all of us. You'll see it all there. Once again, this is the ultimate human experience podcast. Like, And today was a total experience. So thank you once again, Jessica Lamar. We are out. Peace.